BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Can't get this fucking microphone where I want it. Is today Monday? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. What'd you think it was? I don't fucking know. I can't Hmm. keep track. Gotcha. No. I mean, whatever. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Just wondering. It's a Monday and it's hot as balls out. Oh, my God. Kind of pissed because I want to sit out there and it's, get a little sun, but it's... Oh, it's fucking miserable. It's disgusting. You'll be out there for about a minute and a half. And yeah. And be like, fuck this. And it just... My medicine, I don't know if people are aware of it, but like some medication, like when you're in the sun, it... Oh, yeah. It reacts and it's... It fucks you up. Oh. It's so not get, like super sunny right now. But no, it's cloudy, but... It's fucking... I took the dog out this morning. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this whole week is supposed to be... In the 90s Dude, I'm, and I'm humidity. I'm legit too fat for this heat. Yeah. 100%. Sucks. But, yeah, I, I want to sit out there and, like, play catch or I something. I mean, you can but... sit out there and I could, like, hose you down if you want. If you want <sighs> That's so why well. I would need it, yeah. Just randomly spray you. <laughs> Push you into the middle of the yard for the sprinkler. <laughs> right. I mean, whatever. Oh, the neighbors are used to us by now. Oh, My guess would be the one neighbor would grab a chair and fucking sit next to you. Probably. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. He's still kind of sick, guys. Yeah, I know. This thing is like It's lingering, lingering and he won't shut up about it. I, babe, I can't help it. So. I'm fucking coughing up my fucking brains, dude. He's not. Whatever. Just the saying. lemonade that you got me today is fucking phenomenal, is though. It? Yeah. I don't really like lemonade. I love it. You don't like watermelon. It makes you a communist. Yeah. But I, I like lemonade. i that. Throw some vodka in there if we had any. Yeah, I know. That'd right? be great. Mm. Booze. That's what else is going on, babe? Nothing. I got sunburned yesterday. I know. In very random spots on my legs because <laughs> I am the whitest fucking white girl you will ever meet in your life. True story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True story. I also have a farmer's tan, see? Oh, good job. Yeah. Good job. Yep. 
And then I was I was gonna try and look cute, and I was gonna wear this little romper, and then like a hat, and I'm romper. like, I look like a fucking idiot. I put on my sweatshorts and my Liam Hendricks t-shirt, yeah. and then I got there, and everybody was wearing a fucking socks t-shirt, and I was like, okay, so. Well, I mean, we are kind of a socks, socks family, family, yeah. So. so I was like, all right, I'm I'm golden. I I wanted to take the shirt off of Jackie's back, who's from Feel the Dreams. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I could punch you in the face <laughs> and take this from you. Yeah, but she can fucking poke your head. Yeah. She, oh, she totally could. Yeah. And you'd be down and out. In my nice little soft spot. Mm-hmm. Like a baby. It's squishy. It, it is squishy. It's weird. I know. Well, there's no skull there. No, there's nothing. There ain't nothing. So, I don't we'll know. We'll get you a helmet. I mean... I'll be in my wheelchair and you'll have your helmet. Might as well at this point. Be a good team. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucking done. I don't know about you, but I'm done with shit. Yeah. So. I know, right? Nope. Don't want to do it anymore. Mm. Yep. Any new business? Uh, I'm going to get the heat press out tonight. Okay. Cool. I'm going to burn myself. We all yeah, know this, right? Like we're all aware of this. be careful. Please don't set the house on fire. Dude, I'm gonna please be on. Don't I'm gonna be on yourself. fucking YouTube for like three hours tonight. Hey, YouTube I guess there's has a ton, it all. Yeah, a ton. it's got everything. My sister-in-law told me one specific person who, of course, I forgot, so I have to call her and find out. But uh, Rebecca and I are figuring out stuff we want to put on shirts. Cool. This is gonna. It's gonna be amazing. Good deal. You know what, uh, Brian and I thought of yesterday. Brian, who does the woodworking. Yes. Um. Which uh mom bought a bunch of his stuff the other day oh, yeah. um he's like dude do a koozie and i'm like oh that's fucking oh genius. yeah koozies so we found a deal on koozies yesterday <laughs> that's what, what we were doing for like a hundred koozies it, or no it was like something obscene like 200 koozies for like 150 bucks i mean it was it was insane yeah that's a good so, idea though koozies we, i didn't even think yeah, of that i didn't either but we were all drinking and looking for koozies because yeah. Jackie's got like a stash of them. So they we all wanted come in handy. I know. I know. Could have come in handy. So. Just saying. Yeah. But that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I didn't either. That's fucking genius. It is. So. Hmm. We're just going to, you know, Brian's wife just got a heat press. So uh, we're, we're just going to start a business. There you go. Etsy. Here we go. Right? Let's go. Taking over. Man. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started because we got a little man upstairs and I don't know how quiet he'll be for... He's fine. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the dog. Yeah, the dog's been oh up both our asses For today. like the last two days to the point we're both like, are you okay? Are you okay? Is I your know. sugar okay? Is yeah. it in a storm? Like he's freaking out. I don't out. know what the fuck his deal is. I don't know. But I find it funny now that his place while we record is behind me. Yeah. It is. He just lays behind me and falls asleep mm-hmm. after he whines for 25 fucking minutes. Oh, my so, God. His yeah. whining. Just stop. He's like a, he's a child. He is. He is a child. Oh, my God. 100%. Oh. So, guys, everybody knows of the other true crime podcast, uh, Big Mad True Crime mm-hmm. with Heather Ashley. She is incredible. Yeah, she was helping you out. She messaged me. I messaged her on Twitter 
along with a couple other podcasts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need some advice. Like, we don't know where to go from here. You know, We're, yeah. we kind of just started this fucking around because I listened to Heather Ashley, you know. Right. I ended up, we were messaging back and forth for like over an hour. And she gave me so much good advice and, you know, how to go about things, what we should do, what our next step should be. She was amazing. Yeah, and she didn't awesome. have to be. She took time out of her day and really helped me a lot. And it's it's good advice, too. It's good, yeah. So, I mean, pretty soon here we might be changing, Switching yeah, changing platforms. platforms. Now, it... Which we, shouldn't affect it, anyone, we, no, right? No, no. Um, no. Because you don't necessarily subscribe through Podbean. You can follow us on Podbean. Our Patreon it will affect, not change. Right. Nothing with the Patreon will change. It's just... Getting off Podbean because... Right. Uh, right. They've been great they for have a been. start, but... It's like a starter home. Yeah, but it, there's nothing further. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's essentially a starter home, and the bigger you get, the, the bigger like the platforms get, or yeah. not... The bigger you get, the smaller the platforms get, like right. the less amount of people that they take. So, you know, the people that are up there making a shit ton of money are, are part of platforms that we don't even know of. Right. So, but she was a huge, huge help because the ones that she gave me, I'd never heard of. Yeah. And one of them she was with for a little bit and she's like, so, I, you know, I really like how they treat their podcasters. And so she was very, very helpful. So very nice. So. Yeah. So people stay stay tuned. We'll let you know what's going on, but yeah. it, it shouldn't. It's from not going to. We understand yeah, no. it shouldn't affect you Mm-mm. know anything. It just basically we're going to get off Podbean. The only people that it will affect are the people that listen specifically to Podbean. To Podbean. Yeah. But which any, I don't think there's. I don't that think many. there's a lot. But whatever platform we switch to. If you prefer to listen on the platform versus like Apple or Spotify or anything like that, any platform we switch to, you'll be able to get the episodes on that platform still. Right. Because the platforms, the way they work is we upload to the platform and they distribute it. Right. So you'll still be able to listen to it. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. She she was really cool. I fucking fangirled it like big time. (laughs) Yeah. She's she's hilarious. Some of the sayings. I think my favorite one, though, is what in the Fruity Pebble fuck is this? I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so. And then you guys were talking about tacos. Tacos. Because <laughs> every, everybody <coughs> loves a taco, man. Oh, fuck yeah. We're getting it tonight. You can't can't turn down a taco. I know, right? Yeah, we should get a taco truck. Yeah. Like, fuck just yeah. to have. Sir, can you park in our driveway (laughs) every Wednesday night? (laughs) You know? Please. Please. I got a nose itch. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, what do you got for us today? I have an Australian case today. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how well known it is in the true crime world. Probably a little bit. Uh, Not a household name in Australia. Like a serial killer here would be. Yeah. Uh. There is one in Australia that's a household name, but this one, um, when it first came out, you know, the media decided that it was too grotesque to release any of the details publicly. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the, just down in Australia? Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's a well-known case there because she's the first woman in Australian history to get the sentence that she got. Okay. But the details are very, very, very Bruce covered up there hmm. because they're grotesque. Oh. I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, here, they don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's why I was like, they're just like, send it to America. They'll yeah, talk about it. Exactly. Which, <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst one I've heard. Right. So... Yeah. Uh, she's a fucking beast, though. Is she? I'd be terrified of her. <laughs> um, and you can totally tell in the pictures that this took place in the late 90s. Yeah. Because I don't think I saw a picture of her without a Tweety Bird shirt on. <laughs> Do you remember that? I bet you some of them are hypercolor, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, we should make hypercolor t-shirts. Fuck Do they still yeah. make those? I think so, yeah. I want I light-up think. shoes, too. Yeah, those are fucking badass we were talking about that yesterday getting light up shoes with the um shit i forgot what they're called but with the roller skating wheel under it yeah i'm like guys we'll get like a solid 10 minutes before one of us breaks a hip but like that solid 10 minutes is going to be fucking fantastic i follow a guy on instagram that has those shoes and Dude, he, he's amazing yeah his shorts yeah he fucking Ugh. daisy dukes and cut off tee like Ugh. cut off belly shirts and he's on those skates. He's fucking awesome. I, we should message him and I be like, his name, but can you come teach me? Yeah, he's I can on, roller skate. He's on Instagram. He's fucking great. I got to get on TikTok, I, I guess. Get on it. I don't know. You're on Twitter now. I am. As you. As me. I'm on Twitter as the podcast. But. Yeah. yeah. I like Twitter. It's fun. It's all right. Yeah. So. It's fun. All right. Hit me with it. I'm stalling because I have to clean the house when we're done. <laughs> Your wifely duties. Yeah. Because, you know. Ugh. Clean the kitchen. Fuck that. <laughs> Man. Like, it's it's enough for me to be like, oh, God, the house is gross. But then, like, not enough for me to just stop staring at it and do something about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the dishes haven't been washed and few days they're just the way that they're strategically placed in the sink it looks like there's a lot more yeah i mean there's a lot don't there's a lot yeah <laughs> but ugh. Doing things. Oh, ah, sorry babe i'm handicapped I gotta your fucking on. hands aren't painted on <laughs> i gotta sit on the couch and watch cops <laughs> you're such a dick i love Did you, touch you my drumstick <laughs> Brian yesterday. Yeah. So he, uh, bless his soul. And mm. one of the cases that I'm researching now, I, teachers out there, mm. you guys are motherfucking saints. You should be paid millions of fucking dollars every year because what you guys put up with is fucking obscene. So he said he had to teach health class one yeah. year. And I was like, oh my God, they let you teach health class <laughs> right. so then it was like if you have sex you'll get chlamydia and die <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like i swear to god i got up in front of the class it's <laughs> like okay everybody repeat after me penis 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 <laughs> vagina 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 and i'm like i love you i love you wieners on the window wieners on the windows and our nephew was sitting next to me mm. looking at me like i'm fucking crazy yeah. i'm like have you ever seen varsity blues and he's like no Oh, my what? God. 
So he has to come over one day yes. so we can watch Varsity Ooh. Blues and Mean Girls. He's never seen Mean Girls. Oh, my God. So then I was like, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. And Brian's like, are you making those shirts? Because I'm going to wear one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Varsity Blues. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that movie. Oh, it's in my top ten of all time. It really is. And then, like, so watching it, you know, 20 years ago, you were like, this is the greatest movie ever. And I then know, you watch right? it now, and you're like, God, they're terrible actors. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Tweeter. I love Tweeter. He's, uh, what's-his-face's son? I don't remember. Uh, James Conn. Yeah. yeah. Sonny from Godfather. So. Mm. Okay, guys. Your phone is blown up. Is it's it? Jackie. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was something important. I mean, it's probably important. Well, it's yeah. Jackie. Let's see. What is... Oh, it's her Father's Day gift. They have no heads. It's funny. What? <laughs> She's making something. Oh. And they have no heads. Our sister-in-law, Jackie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When is Father's Day? The 19th? Fuck do I know? I don't know. Because uh, you're a father? Like, I give a shit about Father's Day. I did get you a good Father's Day shirt for your birthday, though. You did. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. All right. Are we ready? I think we're ready. All right. So, we're doing Catherine Knight. Mm Mm-hmm. Catherine Mary Knight was born on October 24th, 1955, along with her twin sister. Uh, To parents Barbara Rohan, I believe is how it's pronounced, and Ken Knight in Tenterfield, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, Catherine and her three siblings, because they went on to have another child after the twins, were the result of a scandalous affair, Ooh. Uh, creating an unconventional and dysfunctional home life. Uh, Barbara had previously been married, Barbara Ismam, had previously been married to Jack Rohan, living in Aberdeen, New South Wales, with their four sons. Uh, she began an adulterous affair with Jack's friend and co-worker, Ken Knight. This became a major scandal as both the Rohan and Knight families were well known in the rural, rural. conservative town of Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, Jack was like deuces. I'm out. Oh, fuck yeah. So he left Barbara and took his two oldest sons. I don't know why he didn't take all of them. Oh. But she didn't take them either. The two youngest ones went to live with an aunt in Sydney. What's that about? Yeah. Uh-uh. Wow. Because she's great. Yeah. Um, so um, local backlash actually ended up forcing Barbara and Ken to move to Moray. Mor- Guys, don't kill me. I'm sorry if I mispronounce these words. Um, when Catherine was four, Jack Rohan died suddenly, sending her two half-brothers to come live with her and the family. Mm. The two youngest ones are still in Sydney. Never came back. That's... Stayed, stayed with the aunt. Yeah, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. If I was the aunt, I'd be like, but what? What's going on? <laughs> Seven days later, I'd be like, hi. Yeah, I'm your aunt. Where are you? Yeah. Come, come pick them up. Um, so Ken Knight was uh, a raging fucking alcoholic who openly used violence and intimidation towards the entire family, including raping Barbara as often as 10 times a day. Wow. Um. How? Yeah. How? That's a lot. Sir, do you work? Wow. When is this happening, first of all? Like... It's kind of hard to believe. Don't you need a break in between? I would think so. I mean, I would. Yeah. 
Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, she would end up, for some ungodly known reason, telling the twins intimate details of her sex life, including the rape. What? And how much she hated uh, sex and men. Mm-hmm. Prepping them good. Yeah. So now Catherine uh, would later go to her mom and complain that a partner of hers wanted to perform, wanted her, excuse me, to perform a sex act on her that she didn't want to do. Anal. Probably. Um, because another one comes up later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barbara's only advice was to tell her to, quote, put up with it and stop complaining. I like this lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's very healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like her style. All my notes say is helpful. <laughs> so um, so Catherine would uh, later claim to have been sexually assaulted by several mem- members of her family until the age of 11. Oh, jeez. A lot of people didn't believe her. Yeah. Um, they felt that the details might have been exaggerated a little bit. Mm-hmm. But all the psychiatrists that examined her uh, accept the claims as truth. And there were several fam- family members that came out later and were like, yeah, it fucking happened. Wow. By several. That's fucked up. What kind of fucking bloodline do you have? Yeah. For real. That's fucked up. Ugh. So in 1969, Catherine suffered a huge loss when her champion horseman uncle, Oscar Knight, committed suicide. He was the only person other than her twin that Catherine was actually close to. And she still claims to this day that her ghost visits her. Wow. Mm, I believe you. Sure. Maybe he don't like prison, but I believe you. Um, The family actually moved back to Aberdeen that same year. Catherine attended Muswellbrook High School. Uh, When she was not going batshit crazy, she was a model student learning or earning awards for good behavior. This is 100% contradictory because the next, it's, she was mostly remembered as a loner and a bully who picked on smaller kids. (laughs) Uh, Catherine assaulted at least one student with a weapon and was involved uh, and injured in a physical altercation with a teacher who didn't get in trouble because it was self-defense. Wow. Uh, So at what point are you a model student? Yeah. And getting a trophy for this? You got me. When you shank the teacher? Right. Did they not like him? Mm. Mm. Um, Here's the other thing. So she's a model student. She left school at the age of 15 mm-hmm. without knowing how to read or write. Hmm. How the fuck did you get to 15? Yeah. Can't read or write. Mm. Okay. But give her an award that she can't fucking read. Well, everyone gets trophies nowadays. Jesus so. Christ. So she ended up getting a job as a cutter in a clothing factory. I would imagine that would be like cutting fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year later, she left there, though, for her, quote, dream job. Hmm. In a slaughterhouse. What? (laughs) Um, She was cutting up, I think it's pronounced offal, Mm -hmm. uh, at the local and it's abattoir, but it's a slaughterhouse because I can't say the other word. Yeah. Uh, So offal is the entrails and internal organs of animals used for food. Wow. Yum. Yummy. (laughs) Uh, She was quickly promoted to boning. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give you a second to digest that. Mm-hmm. I'll hit my vape. Oh, how was she a boning? Um, well, they gave her her own set of knives. So boning, if you don't know, is 
removing the meat from the bone, obviously, and the tendons and oh, everything. Okay. That's what it is. Also, um, part of boning is scraping the bone marrow out of the bones, mm-hmm. which is used um, for a lot of shit, yeah. like Jello. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's in I'm gelatin. Never, never eating that. So it's well, it's in gelatin. It's in um, a lot of makeup. Wow. Yeah, it's scattered. You'll never know the true extent of what it's in unless you talk to like a vegan. Really? Because it's it's fucking everywhere. Um. So she got so excited about the knives that they gave her, she hung them above her bed. Well, yeah. Uh, so they quote would always be handy if I needed them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to you putting a shank under your bed. I had a hatchet under mine. Right. Which I know sounds weird, but my dad made it, which doesn't sound any less weird. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like, though, that's slightly dangerous. Do you have your bed up against the wall? Oh, yeah. What if you... Oh, what if you're not going over? Oh, yeah. You're fucked. I feel like that's a scene out of Final Destination. Yeah, that is. That mm-hmm. totally is. Yeah. So in 1973, Catherine met co-worker David Stanford Kellett. He was also a heavy drinker, prone to drunken fights, just like her father. However, this was Catherine's forte, uh, and she would often participate in these fights <laughs> behind her boyfriend. All right. <laughs> Apparently, she had ginormous fucking man hands, too. Oh, I thought you were going to say boobs. I don't know if she had giant boobs, but her hands were large. Man hands? Uh, yeah, like big Ugh. man hands. So, oh, the other thing with the slaughterhouse. So... I'm sure most people don't know slaughterhouses, but so like you hang the pig upside down by their foot and you uh, cut their uh, carotid artery. Yeah. So they bleed out very quickly. Yeah. She used to hang them upside down and cut their jugular. Slow death. Slow death. Wow. Just to watch. That's fucked up. Mm -hmm. With her big giant man hands. Oh my God. So, uh, David blamed his drinking on two traumatic events in his life uh, that happened when he was employed by the railway in Coffs Harbor. The first one was his best friend was killed in front of him in a shunting accident. Now I looked up shunting. Mm -hmm. So it's actually called switching here in the U.S. And it's when... What? Nothing. Oh. Listening. Sorting items of rolling stock. Now rolling stock would actually be... uh, Cars, train cars, locomotives, oh, freight cars, passenger okay. cars, um, in and out of completed trains. Yeah. Now, I know what he's going through because I've seen the end result of that. Yeah, I have too. 100%. Yeah. He went out the wrong door. So yeah. that fucked him up. Um, but then there was a school bus that was hit by one of his trains in uh, Kempsey. It actually killed six kids, and he was one uh, of the rescuers pulling the kids out of the geez. crash. So I get it. Yeah. You know. David eventually lost that job, though, due to deteriorating behavior and performance, because apparently they didn't give a shit that it fucked him up. Yeah. Um, so then he went to the slaughterhouse. Ooh. Where, where, like, where's there a slaughterhouse around? Here? I don't know. I know there was one in Linwood. I don't know if it's still there. You got me. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. Other than, like, downtown Chicago. Is there one? I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be one somewhere, right? I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, so he became close friends with Catherine's brother, who also worked at the slaughterhouse. In 1974, Kathleen and Catherine and David married um, at her "quote unquote" suggestion, mm. and by that I mean uh, she forced him to do it. Mm. 
they showed up to the service on her motorcycle with him yeah. riding bitch shit faced. That's gonna be us. Now <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'll even get you a fucking sidecar. Sweet. It'll help me balance. So now Barbara, Catherine's mom, pulled David aside immediately to offer him a little advice. Mm-hmm. So this is him talking. Quote, the old girl said to me to watch out. And then Barbara is quoted as saying, you better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Stir her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her, which is cheating. Uh, she'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she's got something loose. She's got a fucking screw loose somewhere. And you still went. You still went through with it. Cool. Let's go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now the wedding night wasn't any more promising. The couple consummated their marriage three times and then David fell asleep. David woke up to um, Catherine strangling him. Oh my God, what the fuck? Well, her parents com- uh, uh, consummated their marriage five times and she wanted to beat that. Whatever. <laughs> I don't have that much time in a day. No. Uh, so he he stayed. Wow. He was able to get away and you know just brushed it off. Eh, whatever. Sure. Cool. Um, the marriage continued to be violent. A heavily pregnant Catherine, because that's what she needs to be doing is having kids, uh, burned all, right. all of David's clothes and shoes because he was late coming home from a darts tournament. He made the finals. Like, you got to stay a little extra. Yeah. He made the finals. Yeah. No, he walked in the door and she hit him with a fucking frying pan. <laughs> My God. Which, does that work? What? Well, I mean, obviously it works because she hits him with this frying pan. He runs to the neighbor's house, collapses in the yard. They call the ambulance and he had like a severely fractured skull. Jesus. What kind of frying pan do you have? Right? Our Rachel Ray pans are not going to fucking do <laughs> no. that. Wow. Yeah. I still, oh, he still doesn't leave, by the way. Because she sweet talked him and convinced him to not only stay, but to drop the charges. Good job. It's about right, you know. So in 1976, David finally got tired of the abuse and finally left, moving to Queensland with another uh, woman. This sent Catherine over the fucking edge. Uh, It was May, shortly after the birth of the couple's first child, Melissa Ann. The next day, Catherine was seen pushing the baby in a pram, which is a stroller, which I like pram better, down Main Street. Mm-hmm. Now, she was throwing that fucking stroller all over the place. Okay. Like, back and forth and, you know, yeah. getting ready to tip it and everything. Yeah. Um, she was stopped, obviously, because people are like, hey, this fucking crazy lady is trying to throw her baby. So... Mm-hmm. She was taken to St. Elmo's Hospital in uh, Tamworth. She was diagnosed with postnatal depression and treated for several weeks. After being considered stable enough for release, she was released, and then promptly put her two-month-old baby on the railroad tracks just before a train was due and left her there to go find David. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, so, she's gone. Yeah, Catherine took this opportunity of alone time to steal an axe and go into town and threaten to kill multiple people because they didn't know where David was. 
Dude, she's she's got some serious issues. Oh, yeah. But just wait till the end. This is what... Some people are just fucking evil. Yeah. They're just evil. Yeah. Uh, A local homeless man named Old Ted... Yeah. ...was uh, fucking around by the railroad tracks and found the baby. And rescued the baby. Good. Before she got hit by a train. Uh, So they gave her back. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, sure. So Catherine was arrested again and again taken to St. Elmo's Hospital. Uh, This time she said she was recovered and signed herself out the next day. Wow. Do you think they were like, get out? Yeah. Please leave. (laughs) You're a little much for us. (laughs) Uh, No charges were ever filed of any kind regarding these incidents. Wow. So Catherine ended up moving back in with her parents. A few days after her second release from St. Elmo's Hospital, she told her parents she had to go to her and David's old house to pick up a few things uh, for her and the baby. She took the baby with. What she picked up, actually, was multiple knives, including a large slaughterhouse blade, scissors, and bandages. She's going to fix ya. Yeah. She may shank ya, but, you know, she'll put a bandaid on it. Can't forget that stuff. Yeah. Um, So she went to the house of a teenage co-worker. Mm Mm-hmm who lived close by, when she knocked on the door, the teen's mom answered the door, and Catherine told her that the baby was sick and she was desperate to get a ride into Queensland to get to the hospital. So the lady was like, oh my God, Like I'll 100% take you. Like, let's go. So Catherine's like, cool, cool. I have to go down to my house and pick some shit up so you can pick me up on the way. Because I'm not doing you a favor. (laughs) Um, So this woman packed up her kids, put them in the car. When she got to Catherine, Catherine saw that all the kids were in the car and was fucking pissed. She pulled out the slaughterhouse blade and threatened to get rid of some of them because there were just too many. Yeah. She started swinging the knife and actually sliced the face of either the mother or one of the daughters. Depends on the source. Regardless, she fucking sliced somebody's face with a slaughterhouse blade. Um, She then eventually held the family hostage and she was seen searching in the yard like she was looking for something. Yeah. Apparently, she would hide her gun there, and her father had removed the gun days earlier for fear that she was going to shoot David. Wow. She was going to shoot David. Yeah. I'm sure. So, um, Catherine then told the mother that she was driving her to Queensland to find David, and that's it. That's what you're doing. Um, she continued to threaten them with the knife, and on the way there, the woman convinces her that she needs to stop at the gas station. Yeah. And Catherine's like, cool, I got to cash my paycheck. Because apparently you could do that back then. Um, The family, I don't know how, they somehow found a way to lock themselves in the gas station office. Mm -hmm. So now Catherine gets even more pissed. And she takes her and her man hands, and beastly self is what I wrote, um, and went to a tractor lawnmower, like like the big ones that are attached to the back of the tractor. Yeah. And ripped a blade off with her bare motherfucking hands. Yeah, those are some man hands. <laughs> How do you do that? You beastly. What the fuck? Did you crawl under there and you're like, do, 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 getting the screw off or what? Uh, what? She, probably she flipped that, that fucking tractor and was yeah, like, tore that shit off. Yeah. So she takes said blade <laughs> and uh, attempts to break through the door of the office in the gas station. Do you want to know what else she's holding? What? Her baby. <laughs> Dude, this is nuts. Babe, she never put the fucking kid down. 
What is going on? <laughs> Never put the kid down. Hang on, sweetie. Wow. Hang on like a spider monkey. Right. Shit's about to get real. Yeah. So she ended up getting into the office. Yeah. Grabbed one of the kids and held a knife to his throat. Police at this point show up and were able to disarm Catherine after attacking her with brooms. What? Brooms. Dude, what is going on? Is this is this even real? Babe, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> but I don't, you know what? I don't know. I should have looked. I don't know if police in Australia, Australia are armed. I think they are. Because in general, in the UK, they're not. Yeah. I think Australia they are. I could be wrong, but... We should look that up. No. I mean, the brooms fucking worked, so... Good job, yeah, guys, but, but... Not a baton? I mean, that would be ideal. <laughs> Maybe they beat her with brooms because she had the baby. Sure. Or take the baby out of her hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so um, they were able to, yeah, subdue her with brooms. Uh, she was not arrested... <laughs> and had no charges against her, despite the fact that she had kidnapped an entire fucking family and held them hostage. Uh, She was again admitted to a psychiatric hospital. This time it was Morist Psychiatric Hospital, and she told the nurses at the hospital that she had every intention to kill the mechanic who fixed David's car, allowing him to leave. That's why she went into town. And then she was going to go to Queensland to kill David and his mother. Hmm. Solid plan, right? Yeah. Cool. No, no charges. None whatsoever. Um, so when David finds this out, instead of like running for the motherfucking hills, yeah. him and his mom <laughs> move to Aberdeen to take care of her. Wow. <laughs> they moved in with her to support Catherine. What the fuck? Uh, on August 9th of 1976, Catherine was finally released into the care of her mother-in-law, actually. Ooh. Uh, they all moved to Ipswich, which is west of Brisbane, and got a job at Dinmore Meatworks, which I believe is another substance. slaughterhouse. I have to pick this up because I have a lot of lines drawn here. I have to see. Hmm. Uh, okay. On uh, March 6, 1983, the couple's second daughter, Natasha, mm, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Marie was born. Uh, David, at one point, attempted to... Uh, pick up Catherine from her mom's house. Uh, Barbara reached through the window and started, like, choking David. Yeah. Because they thought he was the reason that Catherine was fucking crazy. Right. So Catherine comes outside, runs up to her mom, punches her fucking mom square in the face, and knocks her out. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So then, uh, in 1984, Catherine left David. Because you're sick of his shit? Yeah, right? She moved back to her parents' house in Aberdeen and then rented a house in Muswellbrook to be closer to her job uh, at the slaughterhouse Mm -hmm. that she used to work at. So that's where she was working now. Um, After returning to the slaughterhouse, though, Catherine purposely injured her back and went out on permanent disability, collecting a pension and receiving a government housing commission uh, residence in Aberdeen. Hmm. Yeah. She didn't even fake it. Like, she legit hurt herself. Right. What would you do? Fuck, who knows? So, later, David would say Catherine was the best wife and mother that anybody could ask for, but, quote, 
sometimes she just snapped like a biscuit. Yeah, that's that's not good. So uh, you were an abused man. It's okay to admit it, right? Because <laughs> she she's not right. She's not. Um. So in 1986, she ended up meeting a 38-year-old miner, like who worked in the mines, named David Saunders. Saunders was described as a gentle, polite man, not prone to violence. And after a few months, he moved in with Catherine and her daughters. Wow. Now, he had an apartment in Scone, and he kept it, much to Catherine's dismay. Mm-hmm. She's like, what, what do you want it for? And he's like, but why not? Like, yeah. whatever. So she would get super jealous and end up repeatedly kicking him out of the house. So it's a good thing he still had the apartment yeah. in Scone, because that's where he would go back to, to mm-hmm. live. And then repeatedly she would go to the apartment and beg him to come back, which he repeatedly did. Again, you are an abused man, sir. Hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. Uh, During an especially bad fight in May of 1987, she um, went and found his eight-week-old dingo puppy in the backyard. Oh, the little dingo. Oh, and then slit his throat. (laughs) What the fuck? Wah, wah. Now that took a turn. Okay, frying pan, whatever. Ugh. Burning my clothes. All right, whatever. We can get through this. Yeah. When you slit the throat of a fucking puppy. Yeah. Fuck you. You're done. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah. You're done. I, a year done. How does that even cross? Your mind. You pick up a puppy and they immediately kiss your nose with like their little yep. puppy breath. Mm-hmm. And this bitch was like, I'm going to slit his fucking throat. Yeah. What? She's got some serious Babe. issues. He stayed with her. Dude, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. She said she did it to show him what she would do to him if he ever cheated. Uh, at some point after this, she knocked him unconscious with a frying pan. Um... And according to friends and co-workers, Saunders would frequently come to work with scratches and bruises all over his face. Jeez. It's sad. Like, it it's is. sad, you know? Uh, she at one... BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. One point broke several of his ribs and cut his wrist to the point of him needing stitches. So what does he do? He knocks her up. Oh, that's, yeah, there you go. He, she she slit the throat of your puppy, so you're going to give her a baby? Yeah. Yeah. That's logical. Fuck. Uh, in June of 1988, she gave birth to another daughter whose name is either Sarah or Barbara, depending on the source. Uh, Saunders. That's different. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. That's why I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're not even close. Like, 
a podcast I listened to said Barbara after her mother. Yeah. And Wikipedia said Sarah. Hmm. And then the other articles I read, I couldn't find a name at all. Oh. So, so either one. I mean, Sarah, Barbara. Sure. You know. Uh, Catherine, or Saunders, excuse me, at this point decided maybe it's time to get a house. And he ends up putting a deposit down. Catherine, in 1989, gets her work comp settlement and pays off the deposit, so gets the house. Yeah. Uh, she decorated the house with animal skins and skulls, horns, hmm. rusty animal traps, Leather jackets, mm-hmm. old boots, machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. Well, that just sounds lovely. Yes. Now, no space, including the ceilings, was left uncovered. <laughs> which made me laugh. Because when we first moved in together, you didn't even want a fucking picture on the wall. I know. Got over that real quick. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, so he finally had enough and moved back to his apartment in Scone. I, like, what's your breaking point? Right. The rusty trap she put on the wall? Um, So he ended up moving back after he was hit in the face with an iron and stabbed in the stomach with a pair of scissors. My God. He attempted to go back home to Aberdeen and found out that Catherine had cut up all of his clothing also. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catherine then destroyed his car and took a bunch of sleeping pills in in an attempt to make Saunders think that she had killed herself. She again spent time in a mental hospital. Saunders then took an extended leave of absence from work and went into hiding. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sir, I don't blame you. I don't blame him one bit. (laughs) Yeah. So Catherine made several attempts to find him, but nobody would tell her where he was. Thank fucking God. Gotta get a sip of your coffee. I thought I was going to spill it. Mm. No, you did good. So... While he was gone, he was thinking about his kid, and he's like, I want to go see my daughter. So after several months, he actually made the attempt to go see his daughter. And this is when he found out that, unbeknownst to him, Catherine had gone to the police to say that Saunders uh, was a threat, and she was afraid of him. So they issued her an apprehended violence order, which is like a protective order, Yeah. and he couldn't see his kid. Wow. Yeah. He didn't do anything. What? Dude. She's, yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, she's also an asshole to her children. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she was sitting in the kitchen talking to a friend. Her 12-year-old Melissa came into a room, and uh, Catherine was so pissed that she interrupted. She got up, didn't say a word, walked over to Melissa, punched her square in the face, and then turned around and sat back down at the table talking to her friend. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of friends do you have? That they're just like, all right, well, that happened. Right. When uh, Melissa was, I believe it was Melissa was a little bit older. She was in a bar and Catherine wasn't happy she was in a bar. So she walked into the bar and slammed her head against the table and then dragged her out. Yeah. And people watched. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's going to be me and Leah. Yeah, it is. Mm So, in 1990, Catherine met former co-worker, 43-year-old John Chillingworth. Within weeks, she was pregnant. Jesus Christ. Ma'am. Stop having <laughs> fucking babies. Please. For the love of God, stop having babies. In 1991, she gave birth to a son named Eric. Um, she also refused to let John move into her house. I don't know why the fuck he would want to move in anyways. Yeah, right. So, 
1993, their relationship ended when she smashed his false false teeth into bits. Yeah, that's that's hard. So he was smart enough to leave <laughs> after. Guy. Yeah, like you broke his teeth, and he's like, "Bitch, I'm out." Right. The other guys are like, "No, the frying pan's okay. Right. I'll I'll take it again." Don't Fractured it. skull. Right. Come on. Right. So Come like, on. she obviously wasn't beating this fucking guy like she was the rest of them. So. Shortly after the breakup, she met John Price in a club. Mm. What kind of club are you in with your Tweety Bird shirt? Inch, 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 <laughs> inch, inch. <laughs> Fucking seeing Tweety Bird dance. <laughs> inch, 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 <laughs> inch. Uh, so, Pricey, as they call him, was born April 4th, 1955, and was the father of three children. Him and his wife, Colleen, had separated in 1998. Very amicable. Yeah. Um, the daughter stayed with mom and two kids went with him. At the time, the oldest uh, were grown and the other two were teenagers. Yeah. Now, they never officially ad- divorced because I think he still loved her. Like, yeah. he, you know, they kind of always thought maybe we'll get back together, you know. So in 1995, Catherine moved in. He was well aware of her batshit crazy side, but thought he could change her. His two kids were like, Dad, she's a nutball. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in the UK, they call them nutters. I don't know if they call them that in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah. I like it. My word is nut job. Yeah. Yeah. Nutter's good, though. Nutter's good, but nutter's I like good. nut job mm-hmm. better. It sums it all up nicely. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not making fun of, obviously. I'm not calling you a nutter. Better not. I mean, I could, but then I, I'm a nutter too, so what's the matter? Mm, yeah, huh. true. So she tried super hard to be like nice and normal to his kids. Yeah. Because they fucking hated her and they were trying to get their dad to leave her. And she didn't want to leave because Pricey was making a shit ton of money as a miner, hmm. which I wouldn't go in a fucking mine. So they, I would never. No. I, dude. Be, I get oh. in elevators and I get fucking. Oh claustrophobic oh. I, I get in the shower yeah yeah I, I have anxiety in the shower you see it I, I could you imagine I have to break my showers up oh you're gonna go 750 feet down in this mine yeah there's no fucking way no fucking way so I give miners fucking all the credit in the world because there's no fucking way our brother-in-law we'll call him our brother-in-law he's a plumber and yeah. he was doing jobs like 80 feet below ground yeah, level. he was. Sending me pictures. Don't do that. The pictures are freaking me out. Yeah, he was He was sending them on Snapchat, Ugh. so I know what you're talking about. Ugh. How he do, did some of the shit. Nope. And he would go in high-rises, too. Mm-hmm. Like, while they're being constructed. Nope. Like, I, I dude, nope. stop. Stop. We're done. We're but I, done. I get why they're paid the way they are. Yeah. Uh, oh, I fuck mean, yeah. Fuck that. Uh, let me just say I turned the water off by myself tonight. Anyways, yeah, good job, babe. Uh, so they had we had a vi- leak for yeah. everyone to know. They had violent arguments, but apparently were able to get through them because they weren't necessarily physical. Uh, Pricey was still married to his wife. They hadn't obviously gone through the divorce, and he adamantly refused to marry Catherine because she was a nutter. Uh, she did not care though <laughs> and she stole a bunch of money from him to go buy herself an engagement ring hmm. and then went around and showed everybody the engagement ring that's something you would do no I, well yeah 
Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the kids were like, fuck you, dude. He still does not want to marry you. And he was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I still don't want to marry you. <laughs> so then she found out that he was leaving everything to his kids in the will. Oh, God. Here we go with yep. the will. So at some point, Pricey had taken some outdated medical kits from the rubbish at work. Yeah. They were thrown out. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So Catherine's pissed that he's not acknowledging their engagement, even after she bought herself a ring. And she went through all the kids videotaping everything and then sent the tape to his boss. Okay. So after 17 years of being with the same company, he got fired and lost his pension. Dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. He came home that same day and kicked her out. Good. Um, she went back to her house and everybody around town like found out what she did. After a few months, though, he went back. But this time he refused to let her move into his house. Okay. I wonder if she kept the ring. Uh, the fighting became frequent and increasingly violent. A lot of friends actually cut off contact from him mm-hmm. because of her, which I get. Uh, Catherine's bro- brother would let... Brother? Brother? brother would later tell the police she said quote i'm going to kill pricey and i'm going to get away with it i'll get away with it because i'll make out that i'm mad great defense yeah uh during one fight pricey ran to the neighbors and said quote she's gone for the butcher's knife so i had to get out of there some sources say that uh she stabbed him in the chest at that point Hmm. pricey met up with kellett her first husband and said he wanted to leave but he was scared like how the fuck do i do it yeah and kellett was like try not to die (laughs) right (laughs) you know um on february 28th 2000 Catherine went to her sister joy's house to pick up her video recorder she then went to her daughter natasha's house and had her videotape uh herself playing with natasha's baby she was saying things into the camera, such as, I love all of my children. I hope to see you again soon. Uh, just almost making it sound like a will of sorts. Yeah. But the weirdest thing on the video was at some point, Catherine opened her shirt and her grandbaby was playing with her boobs. What? <laughs> Dude, is this story even real or did he just like make it up right before? I'm not even, I'm not that clever. What the why mama what why was her daughter not like give me a frying pan what dude what i'm all for boob playing but like, when i read that i'm like wait wait a minute who's what? boobs and then i had to read it like six more times and i was like wait it's grandma's boobs what the fuck oh yeah my god mm-hmm. oh yeah there's your boot play for the episode. This is nuts. Um, God, and her daughter videotaped it. Like, what? Yeah, dude, what are you doing? How is that normal? It, it's not. Jesus. <laughs> it's not at all. So, she was kind of trying to rope the kids into, like, making it seem like she was going to kill herself and this was the will and everything. So she then said she wanted to take Natasha to dinner, which kind of freaked Natasha out because her mom's an asshole and, you know, doesn't ever do it. So Catherine asked Natasha um, to keep her two kids for the night. 
her two youngest children. Mm-hmm. So then Natasha was going to keep the kids, but they, they went out to dinner first yeah. and to a Chinese buffet, by the way. Oh, which, yeah. Do you fucking remember those? Oh, I love them. Yes. Loved them. So uh, Natasha finally said to her, quote, I hope you're not planning on killing Pricey and yourself. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So on February 29th, 2000, and no, that is not a typo. It was a leap year. Um, Oh, yeah. On his way to work, Pricey stopped at the Scone Magistrate's Court and took out a restraining order on Catherine out of concern for himself, but mostly his children. Mm -hmm. Uh, That day at work, he told his coworkers if he didn't come in the next day, it would be because Catherine killed him. Hmm. They begged him not to go home. (laughs) Like, begged him not to go home. Uh, He said he was afraid for his kids, though. He didn't, you know, he wasn't going to leave them there. So he came home to an empty house, actually, because uh, Catherine had arranged to have her kids stay with Natasha and arranged for his children to go with their mother. Mm -hmm. And she was out running errands. So he spent the evening with the neighbors, drinking some beers, uh, and then went to bed at 11 p.m. At some point, one of the errands that Catherine ran, she went to a thrift shop Mm -hmm. for lingerie. Hey. Ew. Wearing other people's undies. <laughs> I don't. Look at these sexy panties. I didn't think you could do. Like, you can't. You cannot donate underwear. Like, you, you can't. You just can't. Like, you can for female? For No, in general. Like, you can't. So, how she got lingerie from a thrift shop. I don't know. Here in the U.S., Babe, you that cannot. Is fucking disgusting. I know. So here in the U- U.S., you cannot donate used <sighs> underwear. Thank God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Babe. I mean, how many were there? Like, how'd she find her size? Is there a it, plethora of them at, like, at this thrift store? I pray to God it, like, the thrift store, like, washed it. Like, what if there was coochie crust or something? Pro- like, mm-hmm. Oh, babe. I can't believe you just said coochie crust. That might be one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> That's disgusting and like but hilarious accurate. all in the same. And accurate. Yes. Coochie crust. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Coochie crust. All right. Babe. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not wearing some dude's fucking undies. You can't here. <sighs> but like. How much was there? Did, I was there still, a selection? I still would picture like my wiener rubbing up against That's another exact, wiener. Butts to nuts is exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> like It's just not going to happen. You can bleach that shit and it's still butts to nuts. Going to be. Um, so she ended up after that going to Pricey's house and sat around for a little bit watching TV. She then showered and put on her thrift store lingerie and woke him up to have sex. So they had sex, and then he fell back to sleep. Catherine um, decided this was it. This is what she was going to do. And she took her slaughterhouse knife, and she stabbed him 37 times. Jesus Christ. Uh, At some point during the attack, he actually tried to turn the light on before trying to get away. He did get away, and she chased him. He got as far as the front door, getting just outside, before she dragged his ass right back in. With her man hands. With her fucking man hands and her goddamn tractor blade. Right. Um, so he was repeatedly stabbed to the front and the back, leaving a pool of blood in the hallway measuring three feet by six feet. Wow. She bloodlet him. Yeah. There's no other way around it. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> most of his vital organs had been stabbed, so he obviously bled no, out. There was no chance. No. Uh, Catherine then drove to Aberdeen and withdrew $1,000 from his account because nobody notices that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be flagged. There's your premeditation right there. Right. Uh, so after several hours, she skinned him. Dude, that's stabbing someone like there's different levels. Like mm-hmm. shooting someone is one thing. Right. Stabbing someone. That's that's another. That's personal. That's very personal. And strangling is. But yeah. like cutting up bodies and fucking like mm-hmm. skinning. Mm-hmm. That's. It's a whole new ball game. Yeah. So here's the thing. She worked at a slaughterhouse. She was very good at it. She skinned him from the top of his head to his toes, uh, face, ears, scalp, neck, arms, toes, in one piece. That's pretty impressive. One piece. That's pretty impressive. The only piece she left was a very small patch of his skin that had the scar from the first time she stabbed him. (laughs) How's that for a fuck you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She then hung the skin from a hook in the doorway to the lounge room. Wow. Catherine did this with such precision that the mortician was able to sew the skin back onto Pricey for the funeral. Wow. We're going to close that casket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She then decapitated him. She put his head in a giant pot with vegetables, uh, cooked his ass cheeks, literally his ass cheeks. That was the only part she cut out was his butt cheeks uh, and put them in a meal with baked potatoes, pumpkin, zucchini, squash, cabbage and gravy. Sounds delicious. Yes. Uh, Despite it being morning, she set the table for dinner with plates of food. And name cards with his children's names on it. Oh, dude. She also... This is like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. She also put notes to each child on their plates. The notes were never released. So, thank God. Yeah. Probably didn't want to know. Um, In the middle of the table, though, she had placed a picture of Pricey that was blood-stained with pieces of flesh on it and a handwritten note from her. The note said, quote, Time got you back, Jonathan. For raping my daughter. Um, you She really fucked this up. Uh, and you to Beck for Ross. For little John. Now play with little John's dick. John Price. What the fuck? I don't know what she was trying to say. Wow. And she, I mean she can't fucking read or write. So she yeah. doesn't know what the fuck she's doing either. Um, they do say that a third uh, meal was thrown into the yard. Possibly hers. Her defense used it later to say that like. She was disassociating, and that's why she threw it out in the yard. Um, She then took his body and put it in his armchair and posed it with the left arm over a liter of pop and his legs crossed. Dude. They described this as an act of defilement showing her contempt for him. And then she took a bunch of pills. She always takes a bunch of pills, but not enough to like... eh, Kill her to do the job. So at 6 o'clock, the neighbor <clears throat> got up, get his paper, whatever, sees Pricey's car in the driveway and gets concerned. Mm-hmm. When he uh, didn't show up at work, his employer sent a co-worker to the house. The co-worker and the neighbor ended up meeting up, um, and they tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him up. 
While walking around the house, they found blood on the front door and the stoop. So they both were like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and called the police, who then arrived at 8 a.m. They forced ent- entry and found Catherine comatose in bed. They saw the skin hanging, but they didn't know what it was until one of the detectives got closer and saw facial features. Oh, my God. Can you... What? Can you... Do you want to be that guy? What? That's a nose. Yeah. <laughs> why are Why are there eyebrows on this curtain? <laughs> right. What is going on here? <clears throat> so... Catherine attempted to make an offer of a guilty plea to manslaughter, which they laughed at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On February 2nd, 2001, she was arraigned for murder and pled not guilty. Her trial was set for July, but had to be pushed to October 15th, 2001, due to her attorney being ill. Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the 60 prospective jurors the option to be excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence. Wow. <clears throat> Five immediately accepted followed by several more throughout the selection process when they were finding out. They actually had to adjourn for the day because there was nobody left for jury selection. No kidding. They were gone. So um, the justice wanted a psych assessment overnight to determine if Catherine understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the justice, it came out later that he was the one who suggested the plea agreement yeah because no they're not going to find a fucking jury nobody's going to want to be a part of that jury so she had the psych assessment figured out she was good she understood the guilty plea um the original defense plea was to state amnesia and disassociation like she didn't obviously know what she was doing um many psychiatrists supported this that it could have been disassociate disassociation yeah but all of them stated that she was sane. Mm. That's like uh, sociopaths. Yeah. They're sane, you know. Right. So despite pleading guilty, Catherine never accepted responsibility or admitted fault. So no one really knows why she changed her plea. Yeah. Um, her attorneys requested that she be excused from the sentencing hearing to avoid hearing the more grotesque details because she didn't remember them. What? Yeah. And the justice was like, huh, no. Yeah. Bitch, you did it. Fuck you. We're going to tape your eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Timothy Lyons took the stand um, and described the skinning and the decapitation, at which point Catherine became hysterical and had to be removed and sedated. Uh, You are full of shit, ma'am. I call bullshit. Yeah. November 8th of 2001, Justice O'Keefe stated the nature of the crime and Catherine's lack of remorse warranted a severe penalty. She was sentenced to life in prison with no parole, and her papers were to be marked, quote, never to be released. Um, His brother, Pricey's brother, attended all of the court proceedings and ended up committing suicide shortly after her sentencing. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. So Catherine was the first woman in Australian history to receive this sentence. Mm -hmm. Because in the UK and Australia and everything, it's usually life with minimum of 25 years. But like everybody gets parole. Right. There's like, I think in the UK, there's only like 70 people that are in for life that have a life sentence. Yeah. And that has to go like all the way fucking up Mm -hmm. to the, like the prime minister and the speaker of the house. And really, yeah. Otherwise it's life. It's life confinement. With a minimum of 25 years. 
is what it is. Wow, I didn't know that. So she's the first woman ever in Australia to get life without parole. She'll never get out. Good. Um, <clears throat> she is currently at Silverwater Women's Correctional Center. And um, they they call her Nana. <laughs> yeah. She is, by all accounts, so sweet. the most popular prisoner. You think? She's considered a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. And she spends her days making headphones in a hoarder cell full of knickknacks, knitting and art shit, and tries to fix the girls that come in, make mm. them see the error of their ways. Aww. Meanwhile, she's a category, category four prison inmate, which is high risk, yeah. which means she will never be able to go outside ever again. She'll never see the light of day again. Really? And she has no less than two guards around her. Wow. But she's the peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. So there's the story of Catherine Knight. Which is fucking horrifying. Yes. Terrible. And what's worse, what's more horrifying is the fact that she at no point in time was ever diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder. Oh my God. Ever. Multiple psychiatrists saw her. Yeah. And they agreed that, you know, she probably does have disassociation disorder because it's fucked up what she did. Oh, yeah. But she's she's 100% sane. She was never diagnosed with a, a psychiatric disorder. That's, so, that's the, hard to believe. The moral of the, no. The moral of this story is some people are just fucking evil. Yeah. She did this shit because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. She didn't have voices telling her to do it. Nothing pushed her to do it. She fucking wanted to. Right. And made no attempts to get away with that. Well, I mean, that's that's true. Some people just are evil. I mean, you've seen it. I've mm-hmm. seen it. You know, and she's one of them. They just, they enjoy yep. causing misery to yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. She just got a fucking kick out of it. Yeah. Evil. Man, that's, what a story. Yeah. Holy shit. That was kind of a fucked up one, huh? Yeah, it I was. I told you. That was. And I, I knew nothing about it. I've never even heard of her. See? Look at that. Uh, the the next two cases I have done already, you've never heard of them either. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, true crime people have. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. But those are pretty fucked up, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting good. You are. Finding the fucked up you ones. You are. Yeah. So, but yeah, the next two I don't think you've ever heard of. Well, the next... Next episode is going to be Patreon, and I am very excited for that one. Yeah, this one is going to ruin me. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to ruin me. I I have wanted to do this. It's a lot. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Some stuff that you've brought up, I I didn't even know of. There's a lot of stuff that, I mean, I, I knew that I knew about the situation. Everybody knows about. The situation. Yeah. But the specifics are, you know, and then it runs into the, it depends on who you talk to. And, you know, what the media released in the first couple days was stated as fact for seven years. Right. And it wasn't fact. Yeah. yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. It's a Patreon though, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So might as well tell him. Yeah. You can tell him. It's going to be Columbine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Which is why I said teachers. Yeah. Millions of fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. 
It's 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 a rough one. Oh, I know. It's, it's a rough one. And I'll, I'll warn everybody now, it's going to be uh, pretty detailed. Yeah, um, trigger warning. Yeah. I needed a trigger warning before I read a lot of the stuff, so it's going to be very detailed. Uh, it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it it's fucked. So. Yep. But it is going to be a Patreon exclusive, so. Yes. If you are not a Patreon, please go to our website. And what is it? www.patreon.com backslash death do us part number one. Yes. And you can choose from three tiers. Mm -hmm. Each tier will allow you access to all our Patreon episodes. And soon the tiers are going (coughs) to be, they're going to make more sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, come listen, tell your friends. Yes. Spread the word. Tell your peeps. We need to do marketing and we don't know how. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. So. It is. I've, I've wanted to do it. There's so. a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. I was taken aback because I didn't, I honestly didn't know until, what, last night? Yeah. That 911 tapes had been released. Yeah. So I go to, you know, start a podcast on it, and it's a 911 tape. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? What? Like, do you see? Yeah. Goosebumps now. It, it's a teacher, and it the line was open for 22 minutes. Oh, God. They only released four minutes of the call. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Because at one point, you hear a lot more than you need to be hearing. Yeah. So... Yeah, that one fucked me up. Maybe that's why I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. But. All right. I'm going to start to, I'm going to try putting our episodes on our website. If you guys want to take a look at it. And then we're going to start trying to um, not give a trigger warning. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like the day before the episode comes out, we're going to be like, hey, we're going to do this tomorrow. And hey, we're going to do that tomorrow. So we're going to try and. I should stop saying we because you are very on top of the social media. I am not. So I am going to make an effort to try and do that. Cool. Um, And then I'm going to try not to burn the house down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking excited. I know you are. I am. My sister-in-law's like, you have no fucking idea what you're in for. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) But I'm excited. When I showed her the one thing I want to put on a shirt, she's like, I wouldn't start with that. (laughs) good advice thank you good solid sound advice right so yeah so the merch will be actually i'll put it on patreon but i'm also going to be putting it on our website okay that's cool so now you can get off my fucking ass about the website yeah right (sighs) good job babe. good job i try you know all right well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and like we said the next episode will be Columbine. columbine It will be a Patreon exclusive. Um, we'll be doing that in a few days. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's it, guys. Hope yeah. you enjoyed this, and we will be talking to you soon. Check out our website. Yeah. What is the website, oh, by the way? www.ddupodcast.com. Hmm. Simple. Yes. Because nice. I am simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Good deal. Yep. All right, guys. We will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.